With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Manchester United 2, Severe 2. It all started so well. It's a, a bite-sized mini midweek episode with me, Aaron Robinson and Jack Tate as always. You know from us separately, me from Old Trafford, Jack from Chicago. And um, yeah, let's see what kind of different views we have. Uh, let's begin with some noise from Old Trafford. Then you'll hear a bit of reaction from me at halftime, me and my brother. And then uh, some full-time reaction and then a bit more analysis from Jack before we look ahead to a United Women's semi-final against Brighton. Saturday, 5.15pm at Lee Sports Village on BBC Two as well and United's Premier League game against Nottingham Forest on Sunday afternoon as well. second half very good first half well enjoyable well sum that up in first half up in three words well as many words as you like really yeah I use more than three it's just nice that we uh, converted chances in the first half Everton should have been about four or five minutes up in the first half this time we've scored twice could have had more uh, but it's been nice to finish this off before the second leg and then we can relax give some players a rest exactly bit of concern about Bruno's suspension after a baffling Booking, but a Sabitzer double, who would have thought it in the first half of Old Trafford? It's mood is very positive here. On the march with Ted time, but not just to Wembley, possibly to Lisbon, Turin, and maybe even Budapest as well. Very positive mood here, enjoyable. From the optimism of half time to the gloom of after the game. Hello for the first time this episode. You've already heard from Harry and his brother Will at halftime at Old Trafford in blissful ignorance at what was about to transpire in the rest of that game. It's now a couple of hours afterwards, after the very, very frustrating and and really damaging last 10 minutes of that game against Sevilla. I'm first going to take you through my thoughts on the first half of the game. Then you'll hear again from Harry when he was back home from Old Trafford for his thoughts after the game. And then I'll come back at the end with some thoughts on the second half and in particular that final terrible last 10 minutes. First half, I mean, it was a relatively expected team sheet, I think, from Eric Ten Hag, Martial coming back in to start in the Europa League for the first time in a long time. The rest of the team kind of picked itself with Casemiro back from injury, you know, Shaw and Rashford still out. Everything else was kind of as we expected. 
I mean, the first half was good. I, I thought we looked really, really dangerous throughout the first half. And it, you know, as in the second, we definitely could have extended our lead far beyond 2-0 and put this game out of reach. But I, I still don't think we were amazing in the first half. It wasn't, I don't think, anywhere near the level that we saw against Everton or Brentford. You know, we looked so, so dangerous on the counter-attack, but Sevilla managed to make the game a little bit chaotic, a little bit... There wasn't much fluidity to the game from either side. There wasn't too much in in terms of long spells of possession. It was very stop-start for most of the game. And I think that was really the game plan that Sevilla kind of came in with. But there were a lot of occasions, even within that, where, you know, Sevilla sort of, sort of trying to press us high up the pitch, but it was quite half-hearted at times and, and wasn't executed particularly well. And I think we've seen, you know, not just this season, but for quite a long time, that that is the kind of situation in which this United team thrives, is when there is space to play in. It's not like a team is playing just a, a really deep block against us. They are pushing players up the pitch out of possession. But when that press isn't done very well, and when our defence in particular isn't under a huge amount of pressure, we are able to to really exploit those spaces. And it, it happened pretty much any time United were able to progress the ball into midfield. And the standout from that first half, without a doubt, especially the first sort of 25 minutes, was Anthony Martial. This was a reminder to all of us just how brilliant Martial can be at his best. And quite sadly, I think I feel quite sad every time I watch Martial kind of do anything good in a United shirt because it's not only a reminder of how good he is, but it's a reminder of what could have been with his United career. You know, this is a player who was one of the best teenagers in the world when he joined United. There's a reason we put in a clause in his transfer fee around if he wins the Ballon d'Or or not. That was the kind of level that we were hoping that he would get to. And, you know, while his best even now is nowhere near that level, it's it's still very, very good. I mean, having a striker like him, we are so fluid with him in the team. The ability that he has to come short and not only just come short and lay it off first time and play it back or out wide, but the ability to come short, to play on the half turn, progress the ball through through his dribbling and his passing. There's so many occasions in that first half. He'd, cu- he'd come deep, he'd pick the ball up from you know Martinez or Fernandez or Casemiro, whoever else it may have been. And immediately he's looking to turn and get up the pitch. There's so many great one-twos with Sancho or Sabitza. You know, the the assist for Sabitza's second goal was just brilliant. And even in the build-up to the first goal, you know, does so well to take down a high ball, plays a great little pass inside to Sancho that takes two men out of the game. And then we're away. You know, there is, Ten Hag said it earlier this week, there is absolutely no doubt, I don't think in anyone's mind, that we are at our best with Martial and the team. Obviously, he can't stay fit, which has ruined not only his the past of his United career, but probably any future that he might have. But tonight, that first half was such a reminder of of what he can, can bring to this team when he's at his best. And he is a, a phenomenal player when he's at his best. He's so silky smooth. And like I said, when I see him play, especially when I see him play well now, it, it really just makes me sad because... I just think it it could have been so different had he been able to stay fit for the majority of his United career. And it wasn't just Martial that impressed either. Obviously, the man with two goals, two eerily similar goals, Marcel Sabitzer. I was shocked, actually, with the way that we lined up with him and and Bruno Fernandes. Sabitzer has obviously been been playing very high up the pitch recently with Casemiro out suspended. And I think we all expected that once Casemiro came back, that would sort of revert to type with Sabitzer playing a bit of a deeper role in that sort of number eight position alongside Casemiro and Bruno Fernandes reverting to his traditional number 10 role. But it 
it stayed switched. Bruno was still playing very deep alongside Casemiro. Sabitzer, not only high up the pitch by midfield standards to a number 10 role, but just high up the pitch in general. Uh, you know, so many times he was our most advanced player. He kind of occupied the space that Martial left him left in behind when he would drop deep. And, you know, that's obviously where both of his goals come from. The first picking up a ball from Bruno Fernandes when he's the most advanced player. The second picking up, up a ball from Martial himself. You know, two very, very well taken goals. The first one in particular is a, a brilliant finish into the into the top corner. You know, he must have been a strange player because he doesn't, he doesn't really seem to have too much in terms of sort of super strengths on the pitch. You know, you look at someone like Casemiro, whose super strength is very obviously his ability to break up play, read the game, or Bruno Fernandes, whose super strength is creating chances and this brilliant range of passing that he has. Sabitza doesn't really have any of that. He's sort of a a good, not great all-round player, but he, he does have this knack to to kind of pop up in in really threatening spaces, which is you know certainly a very different skill than we expected to get when we signed him as sort of expected to be a bit of a direct Ericsson replacement. I think he's ended up being very different to that, but still very valuable to this team. Two very well-taken goals. And like I said, it was a first half where I, I didn't feel like we we controlled the game as well as we, we could or should have, especially after going 2-0 up. I think we we allowed Sevilla to kind of stay in the game more than we should have. We, we didn't really get our foot on the ball and, and slow things down and really take charge and, and sort of grab the, the game by the scruff of the neck. But despite that, we were still doing, you know, more than enough when we did go forward to to show that we were a huge, huge threat. Every time Sevilla gave the ball away, we were a massive threat on the counter-attack. Anthony so many times was getting in really good positions down the right. You know, he did well with you know, him and Sancho didn't have their best games, but still, you know, we do kind of see the what they can bring on the counter-attack with that it's again, it's a bit less of a direct winger that we've spoken about but the ability to come and bring other players into the action is is a really good skill that they both have again as I said at the start the only problem was that we didn't extend the lead you know realistically by the time things started going wrong in the second half this tie should have been well and truly put to bed in the way that you know the the Betis first leg uh, last month was was put to bed very very early that, that's exactly what should have happened here and it came back to bite us in the end but I you know, I still, despite the fact we went in, you know, two 0 up, feeling very comfortable. Although I guess saying that we did have to clear one off the line right at the end of the first half. But despite the fact it looked quite comfortable, I still wouldn't put that performance at much more than like a five or six out of ten for this United team. We just didn't control the game. I don't think in the manner that we wanted to, and that sort of foreshadowed a little bit what was to come in in the second half. That went from very sweet with the uh, first minute disallowed goal from Jaden Sancho. Then sweet, sweet enough. 2-0 at halftime, a double from Sabitzer, an unexpected double. Then bittersweet, United led, but Lissandra Martinez was injured. Bruno Fernandes was suspended for the second leg after an inexplicable booking in a absolutely baffling refereeing performance neither for nor against United I wouldn't say particularly just baffling and then it went to uh, just bitter because I mean it felt almost as if the season was crumbling away in those final 10 minutes United given away two goals two own goals I think they've gone down as Marcia and Maguire couldn't see particularly well from the Stratford end what, what I could see is a mess and uh, Molassi's decision to to leave that ball, let it carry on, was again 
to use the same word, inexplicable. And then there's misfortune all over the shop with a deflection off Molassi, then a deflection off De Gea, then uh, uh, the second goal going in off Maguire's head. But uh, maybe the most painful bit of it all, the Martinez injury, which seemed so innocuous. And at the time I thought... uh, he must have turned his ankle in a similar way to Garnacho and that could be a few weeks out. And we came out and saw a replay of it afterwards and thought, oh, that could, that, that could be an Achilles and that could be months. And I think the general consensus was we won't see Martinez again before the end of the season. With a few quotes coming out now from Ten Hag and, and a few other people from press conferences and interviews and reports and whatever, it seems it might not be the Achilles. Let's wait and see. If we get to see Martinez before the end of the season, then we will uh, we'll be praising the Lord. And if we get to see Martinez in Sevilla or against Sevilla in Seville next week, we'll be praising the Lord. United threw that away in several ways by failing to kill the game. It was that chance where Vekos laid it off for Malassia. Anthony hit the post we were playing so well and doing so well and it was a brilliant performance and and the quick start was just great to watch and as you would have heard in our thoughts at half time everything felt brilliant you just the mood was so good and people think singing about Budapest and we were thinking right we better book flights after this just in case and you're thinking who's winning out of Juventus and Sporting because that's where we'll be going next and you thought United can kill this off with three, four, five, whatever we're, we're really doing these and that feeling maintained for some of the second half and then uh, uh, three changes on the 60 minute mark fully understand why Tanag did those I thought Bruno was the, the a slightly odd one given that he can't play away from home next week and won't travel and he'll have a rest for that and it, it, given we were still only 2-0 but despite the chances you really want to finish that game off and there's no better person to keep on the pitch than Bruno Fernandes to do that um, and then yeah uh, those goals are, are devastating and that result makes it a really really difficult game away from home in Spain needing to win and we've given fuel to Sevilla there, having one of their worst seasons. I mean, their worst season in two decades, I think is is fair to say. You've given them fuel and the atmosphere there, them knowing that they just need to win at home to progress into a European semi-final in a competition they've won six times before, all of those six coming since 2006 and they all come in a row as well. You just think that's it. It's going to be such a hard game. I think if injury news is positive, our Ivan Martinez, uh, the mood will be okay. I think if the news on those injuries are bad, there will be a feeling that those final ten minutes were the end of United season. But so fickle is football. Let's see what happens. It's so hard to throw in all. Just you, you gutted that you know have thrown away all that good work and entertaining football and confidence and had a bit struck to our game and we threw it all away at the end it's it's going but there is a chance in Spain as me and Jack were talking in the in the previous episode for this our record in Spain is normally terrible but recently has been very good 
from beating Villarreal away under Michael Carrick to um, drawing at Atleti is not bad uh, and obviously this season's been great with Betis, Barca and, and Real Sociedad so let's see anyway this time next week instead of standing out my window in M20 in South Manchester <laughs> I will uh, I'll be in Sevilla so that's a, a lovely thought and yeah thank you for listening I'll pass on to Jack who might have some more close analysis on on quite what happened in a, a fairly baffling game at Old Trafford Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even in the second half, again, I'll cover this before I get to the last 10 minutes in a second. It was very similar to the first, but with slightly worse. You know, I don't think we were as threatening going forward, despite Anthony hitting the woodwork in sort of the, the really big chance that we had throughout the second half. Again, there was just no ability for us to, to control the game, the game, to slow things down. When you are 2-0 up, the last thing you sort of want is this kind of end-to-end, really chaotic flow to the game. And, and that's sort of what we allowed to happen throughout the second half. And it, it ended up coming back to bite us. But even before that, I felt like we... We were controlling it in the sense that Sevilla weren't. It's not like they were creating great chances, but we were giving them a sniff more than we needed to. There wasn't any sort of amount of of control really, given how dominant we were for for patches of the first half. When those few occasions where we did manage to have some long spells of possession, you know, we showed that we could control that game very very easily. We allowed it to get a little bit scrappy, a little bit too stop start still, and, and it just brought Sevilla back into the game. And obviously. You know, the last 10 minutes, there's a lot of bad luck involved, right? You score or concede, score, concede, what's the right terminology there? You concede two own goals, one from, you know, freak deflection off both Malassia and De Gea. The second one, even more of a freak deflection off, you know, the side of Maguire's head that happens to go out of reach of De Gea into the back of the net. I, I get it. Those are, you know, massive, massive strokes of bad luck. But at the same time, I, I do think that we allowed Sevilla back into the game more than we should have before that. That's not to say that that is a, you know, is a reason why those, those things, bits of bad luck happen to us. But I do think that we, we sort of allowed Sevilla to keep more of a foothold in the game than they should have. And obviously the most clear way that we could have stopped that from happening is to extend the lead, which didn't happen because of all the missed chances. Oh, with the final 10 minutes, you know, we ended up having to play with 10 men because of Lissandra Martinez's injury. I mean, that's just a body blow. There's no other way around that. That is an absolute body blow, especially after Varane going off 
at halftime. You know, it's very, very possible our defence this weekend now is going to end up being Wan-Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire and Malassia. You know, who at the start of the season, Wan-Bissaka, you could argue, is first choice now. But at the start of the season, all four are second choice defenders. And still now, at least three of them are not first choice going into a, a crucial part of the season where not only do we have Forest this weekend, but obviously the return trip to Sevilla next Thursday, plus an FA Cup semi-final against Brighton, which now looks incredibly difficult. Not that it was going to be easy to begin with. And not only the defence, we're now going to be without Rashford, probably too, although Ten Hag did say after the game there is a chance he could be back for the Sevilla game. Although I, I doubt it. I think it's more likely he's back for the Brighton game, if that. Fernandez is, is suspended. Yeah, McTominay is, was out tonight. He, he might be out next week. We're not 100% sure yet. Van der Beek obviously out with a long-term injury. Garnacho out with a long-term injury. They are, they're piling up at a rate that we're really struggling to, to keep up with. We've done okay over the last few weeks, but for the last five or six games probably for this United team, it has felt like almost every game, even when we win, there's a but. You know, there's, all, there's, there was, there's always been something kind of going wrong, whether it was Casemiro's red card that led, led to a four-game suspension, Garnacho's injury. Then we had Rashford's injury. We had Shaw going off injured, uh, you know, really recently against, was that the Brentford game when he went off injured, I think? You know, it, it's just felt like there's always something happening to to set us back, even when we are sort of picking up pretty decent results recently, with the exception of the of the Newcastle game. That kind of been the story of of the last month or so, really, for this United team. The, the season has gone from, you know, you go back to kind of the Barcelona game. How long ago was that now? Two months, probably, off the top of my head. You go back then, this season felt, even though the fixtures were piling up, it felt like a joy to watch. Not to say that United were brilliant every single week, but there was so much fun around this team. It was just a lot of fun to watch United go out there and compete every few days because we were riding high. You know, we had the Ericsson injury, but other than that, there weren't too many injuries kind of plaguing us. And now the last sort of three or four weeks, it's the season's felt like a slog. It really has. Even as a fan, it's felt difficult to sort of get up for all these games. And not only is it difficult to sort of get up for them, it's also difficult to feel too confident that we're going to see this really free-flowing, you know, amazing, dynamic United team playing great football because it's it's just not the reality of where we are at the moment. And that's only going to get harder with these these added injuries and, and Bruno's suspension. The one thing I do, I do kind of want to mention about the game as well is I understand before I say this, it's, it's easy to, to be critical of stuff like this in hindsight. And if, you know, if we'd have seen this game out 2-0, I'm sure I wouldn't have even been mentioning it, but... I didn't agree with Ten Hag subs tonight at all. Obviously, Martinez getting injured and us having to play the end of the game with 10 men is is bad luck. You know, you can't legislate for that. But, I, so I'm not critical of Ten Hag for making five subs, but I, I am critical of him for the subs that he did make. Obviously, Maguire coming on for Varane is enforced at halftime. But then after that, it just, it felt like chopping and changing too much too quickly to me. And I understand that we're 2-0 up, but a couple of things. <clears throat> a couple of things that I didn't agree with. Firstly, this isn't a league game. You know, this isn't a one-off where whether you win 4-0 or 2-1, it doesn't make any difference. It does make a huge difference here because it's a two-legged tie. You know, even if this had gone sort of to plan and we'd have seen this game out 2-0, fine. But Sevilla are still kind of in the game at that point. You end up, you know, you keep a stronger t- team on the pitch and you end up winning 3 or 4-0. The, the tie is done. And then we can go to Sevilla next week, play a slightly rotated team, 
you know, similarly to how we did with with Real Betis, and you and you're able to have a much more comfortable second leg. And I just felt at two nil, like Ten Hag really took his foot off the gas and and sort of again just allowed Sevilla slowly to kind of get back in the game. I understood bringing Eriksen on, and I understood bringing Veghorst on. The Veghorst one, I understood bringing Martial off. I really didn't understand the substitution to bring Bruno Fernandez off. That one really didn't make sense to me. You know, Bruno as a you know someone who hasn't been rotated at all all season. I understand the urge to to bring him off and try and give him a bit of a rest, but he's just got a yellow card in the game that's ruled him out for next week. You know, of, of all the players on the pitch, he's sort of the one that doesn't really make sense to rest because he's going to get that rest. All right, albeit I know he's still going to play at the weekend, but he's going to get midweek off next week anyway. You know, as a as a leader on the pitch and someone who'd been playing very well and <clears throat> playing very well and instrumental in us maintaining that threat on the counter-attack. It didn't make sense to me to bring him off. And then similarly, again, I, I understood bringing one of Sancho and Anthony off. And, I, you know, whether that was Alanga or Palistri coming on is fine. But I think taking both of them off as early as we did, it just, again, along with the Bruno Fernandes sub, I, I felt like it took a lot of the air out of, out of our attack. It felt like we were almost suffocated. There was nothing... There was nothing really left in our play. You know, Anthony came off on the 81st minute. Sancho came off as early as the 62nd, which to me felt far too early. You know, Elanga coming on for Sancho mate, ended up being quite a big downgrade. You know, there's no reason why you couldn't have, if you wanted to bring Sancho off, there's no reason why you couldn't have, say, brought Ericsson on for Sancho, put Bruno out to the left, as we've seen him play out wide at various points this season. You know, that kind of still allows Ericsson to come on, get some minutes, get him, him back to match fitness, give Sancho a bit of a rest if Ten Hag felt like he was sort of falling out of the game a little bit, but allowed us to keep a little bit more of that bite in the game that I felt like we really lost when we, we made all these subs. Again, that, that, I, I probably wouldn't be saying this, to be completely honest, if we'd have held on to the game 2-0. And I don't like that I, I am sort of, you know, coming here with, with 2020 hindsight, but outcomes do do to some degree at least kind of dictate narratives after a game and I, I I really did even even before we conceded the two goals I did feel like Ten Hag made too many changes and again it it's not as if there was nothing to be gained here from us keeping our foot on the on the pedal and, and really trying to go and kill this game because it's not like in the league where you just gain goal difference you know that makes a huge difference to how we're able to approach next week you can't legislate for what happens next with the injuries and the two freak goals. But, and I'm not saying the subs, you know, directly caused the the two goals that we did concede, but it did just feel like we, again, we were, we were just allowing Sevilla to slowly and slowly, slowly build, you know, some amount of, of a foothold in the game in a, in a game that, where I think our ability was far higher than Sevilla's in a game that we should have been dominating and we never really did. And I felt like the subs accentuated that problem that had already existed even before the subs were made. I think that's that's almost enough for me. I'm, I'm just gutted after the game, honestly. You know, the draw, the draw is what it is. I, I'm, I would still be confident without injuries that we would go and, and win at the, the Ramon Sanchez-Pijuan next week. But with the Martinez injury, you know, plus the injuries that we already have and Varane going off injured and Bruno Fernandes suspended not only just for next week, but for the rest of the season, alarm bells are starting to ring in my head. And I, I'm, I'm sure I'm probably overreacting a bit. And, you know, I'll wake up tomorrow, I'll wake up on Saturday, I'll wake up on Sunday and I'll, I'll feel better, I'll feel more measured. But if Martinez is out for the rest of the season, as it looks like he will be, 
Ten Hag said this Varane injury is something he's been complaining about for a couple of weeks as well, which suggests that we might need some precaution there. You know, we're now coming in with almost an entirely new defence, possibly without our really only consistent attacking threat in Rashford. It is a worry. It is a big worry, not only for the Sevilla game, but also for the league. You know, our recent form, seeing us get pulled back into this race for the top four is now going to come back to roost because... You know, we can't really afford to drop many points in the league at this point. You know, teams are are close by our heels and obviously the FA Cup semi-final next weekend. We've, we've got a hope that, that Rashford and Shaw in particular are back for those two. And Martinez almost definitely won't be and Varane, you know, seems a bit more doubtful. Rashford and, and Shaw seem like bigger possibilities. I think if you could get those two back, you'd still retain some hope that, you know, we could still get through those get those games and, and, you know, get to the final of the FA Cup and the semis of the Europa League. But it is, uh, the outlook is a lot, a lot more dim, a lot more dark than it was at 60 minutes of this severe game. And that's a, an unfortunate place to be. I'm sorry to, to have to end on such a, such a sour note, but I'm sure that matches the mood of what most of you are feeling tonight as well. All we can hope for is that we get some good news on the injury front for all of those players and that we're able to kind of hang on throughout the rest of the season. Harry and I will be back as usual with our review of the weekend game. That will be coming out on Monday evening, as it usually does. And then it'll be probably be just me again next week after the second leg against Sevilla, as Harry is going to follow United in Europe once again. So he'll, he'll, he will be in Seville next week for the second leg. You'll hear some clips from him then. You would have heard some clips from him throughout today's episode as well. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, if you enjoy Follow myself on Twitter at UTD Tate, that's T-A-I-T. Follow Harry on Twitter at Harry Robinson 64 And you can follow the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod, that's P-O-D at the end there. If you really love the content, please consider joining our Patreon as well, which you can find a link to on our Twitter account. But for now, have a good week, Reds. Try not to get too down. And let's hope we can recover on Sunday. Goodbye. I'm a sad squad. I'm a coming, I'm a storm. I'm a blast from a hedge like a rock. When I'm lying in bed, holding on to my head, cause I'm falling apart. I just can't stop. I'm a cyclops, but they all see you now. Just getting by, it's always time. This cold, but I switch the heating up. Well, this place booked out in Castle Lock. Maybe we could go somewhere and stay into the Amherst Bay again. Nah, 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 got much, but just enough. Let's get going.
Pegasus With this wish up to I'm feeling negative Looking like a grand national horse Got nothing to do Got no money for it anyway I'm probably feeling blue But I'm hoping for a better day And dance, 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 they say Don't wanna go But I don't wanna stay Been sitting about Doing nothing for days But the skin keeps discos No time away Maybe we could go somewhere And stay into the atmosphere Just enough, let's get coffee for we both go in Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.